This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rick Siegmund. Rick Siegmund. He is stuck brick and mortar business. That is his focus. So congratulations, Rick. If you guys want to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show, in order to enter, simply subscribe to the show on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, you guys will hear from Aaron Fifield, and he breaks down the art of saying no to revenue. Okay, Top Tribe, another good morning to you. You're going to love our guest today. His name is Zach Smith, and he is the co-founder and CEO of Funded Today, the world's leading crowdfunding agency, having raised over $40 million and counting for over 300 campaigns on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Zach, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Dude, I didn't even realize there were agencies for crowdfunding. It's just a sign of the times, isn't it? It really is. So how'd you get into this? I mean, give me the story. Yeah. So I've been a small business consultant for nearly a decade now. And one of my clients out of uh, Utah couldn't afford our upfront charges. I kind of build like an attorney or an accountant where I had an hourly rate and a retainer. And they said, hey, there's this thing called crowdfunding. What if you take a percentage of all the money raised, but we don't pay anything up front? Mm -hmm. You're interested? And I said, sure, let's give it a shot. And that's exactly what we did. We ran their campaign and a few days into it, through all the things that we know about internet marketing, I was able to raise $50,000 roughly. And um, it was exciting. It was very cool for everybody involved because that was more money than they they were only raising two or $3,000 a month on their their e-commerce site before that. And so for them, it was a huge jump starting to their new product. And then a few days after that, I got speaking with my co-founder, Thomas Albert, and, and I said, hey, is there anything else you could do to add to this? And he said, well, I, I work with some political clients, and we have some paid media strategies we could look at. And I brought him on board, and together he had another $100,000, and we raised nearly $150,000 for this project. And essentially, from that point, what was the, the name of the project? Well, let's let's dive, dive into that for a second. What was the name of that project, and how did you get the first five grand donated? Uh, 50,000 or 50, downloaded and yeah, well, how, how do you, I want to know though, how you got the first five that, that uh, was intentional. Okay. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. The first $5,000, um, we're big into email marketing. And so we built up a list of people months in advance that might be interested in this through just a simple opt-in landing page. And then when it came time to launch, we had built them up with emails and told them we're launching on this day, so-and-so go ahead and back. And then we sent that email out immediately on that day. In addition, we had some press embargoed from some local outlets that feature them in the first few days as well. So let's dive into that because Top Tribe is listening going right now. Well, okay, so they put up a landing page, they get a list, and then boom, magic happens. Nathan, I don't know what to do with that. So dive into <laughs> it. What, what was the name of the project that you were crowdfunding and what did the landing page look like? Yeah, this project was called the Roosport 2.0 and essentially it's a attachable magnetic running wallet. There's a competitor called the Flip Belt and essentially it's a belt that wraps around you. This is a magnetic pocket that snaps onto your waistband. Uh, their website is the mm-hmm. like a kangaroo. And the landing page was a simple video, the same exact video that was going to be used on the Kickstarter page, except for we called them to action and said, 
put your name and email in to be notified to get early bird pricing when this thing launches on so-and-so okay. on XX date. And so a lot of people did. Additionally, because this was the What's a lot. Tra- how many people did it? How many, how many, how big was the email uh, list on launch? Um, back then their email list is about 35,000 now, but I think back then it was 11,000. And so how did you get those 11,000 emails? How did you get the views to the page for them to then opt in before you launched the Kickstarter? Essentially through paid media. So we are really good at doing paid media and we would run traffic to people that were interested in that sort of a thing. So running fitness, being able to minimalistically store your devices. And how how much, so how much did you put in to get 11,000 emails? Oh, <laughs> well, we don't talk too much about our margins and things of how we do it, but it, I would say on the low ball, 10 cents a click on the high ball, 60, 65 cents a click. So well, and how, how many clicks did you have to drive to get one opt in though on this page of an unlaunched product? We were getting about a 30% opt in rate. So, okay. Yeah. So the, on the, on the math on that, so a hundred, a hundred people view the page, 30 of them opt in, right? Correct. So you need, you need three clicks to get one new email and if you're paying, cents, yeah. yeah, if you're paying fifty cents, you said fifty cents a click. You got to pay a dollar fifty for a new email. Is that right? Yeah, or if it's only ten cents, you know. Yeah, so it, it just depends. Depend- yeah, mm-hmm. depending on the channel you're going after. Absolutely. Okay. What is yep. the? What are the main? I mean, have you found any particular paid media channels work better or worse for building lists for crowdfunding campaigns like Facebook or Google Ads, yeah, etc.? I'm a huge fan of Facebook. I'm a huge fan of YouTube advertising. I like Instagram. Pinterest is actually starting to take up some effort and Instagram is the next big thing. In my opinion, we're still working on Instagram to make it work right. And at that time, Instagram advertising wasn't even available because this was a year or so ago, but so going, say, yeah, go ahead. So I just want to go back to that original campaign. You got 11, let's call it 10,000 emails captured before launch to make the math easy. And let's say yeah. you, you paid a, a dollar per new email. Maybe that's on the high side, maybe it's on the low side, but somewhere around there. So you spent about 11 grand. Is that accurate? Somewhere around that before you launched the crowdfunding campaign? Um, at 10 cents an opt-in. Oh, it was 10 cents an opt-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I you mean, said, I thought you said that I thought you said the cost per click was like 60 cents, which means and sorry, you need yeah, 10 cents a click. Yeah. And to get- so you need, so 30 cents for a new email opt-in. Is that right? I can run all the math and see, or just pull it up. Yeah. I'm just basically what I'm trying to get to is how much money did you invest to build the list? But before it went live, I would say, if you factor in all of the work to build the list, the video, the page, every all the setup, I'd say you're pro- we were probably ten to fifteen thousand. Okay, and then you said that campaign raised a total of uh, what fifty thousand on day one. Um, it raised fifty thousand in the first few days. Okay, let me pull up, let me pull up Kicktrack and I can get you all the exact numbers. Yeah, I mean, and while you're doing that, I just want to summarize. So, guys, basically, it sounds like what what they've done is they've now made a full model out of this, where they've helped people raise over forty million dollars. So they've really got an art here. While he's pulling up those numbers, I'll also articulate back in episode 13 on the top, we had Christian Johan come on. They raised a million dollars via Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign that all started with a very interesting high tide in the Pacific. Uh, If you want more details on that, go back and listen to episode number 13 at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top one three. So Zach, what did those numbers look like on that first campaign? Yeah, within the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I'd say about the first 10 days, we'd raised about $50,000. And at that point, we were kind of like at a point where I felt like we'd exhausted a lot of our resources. And that's where we look to other options. And that was where Funded Today essentially was born. 
because instead of just doing all the pre-launch that kind of led to that $50,000, we added in our other tiers. We, okay. we kind of say we're a three-tiered system where we focus on paid media, landing press, and then we call it cross-collaborations or networking. And that's essentially the pre-launch. That's our emails. That's our network. That's our all the different campaigns and things that have backed projects in the past. And how do you make money, Zach? We make money by taking a percentage of all... Zach, you there? So you're taking raise money. Yeah, you cut out. So you you said you take a percentage of all the money raised. Yep, that's exactly right. We take a percentage of all the money raised. We follow that same model that my client had, and that that model is essentially take a percentage of all the money raised. And we've stuck with that model through through these years, where it's been pretty good because people don't pay us any money up front if their project qualifies, and then we raise the money. And if we make the money, we make money. And if we don't make the money. What is the, what's a project have to look like to qualify? Um, we look at about 20 different factors. So a lot of it is preparation beforehand. So do they have an existing email list? If they don't, we're going to have to build that. Do they have any connections in the space? Do they have an existing product that is now going to be a 2.0 or a different version of it? What assets, what resources can, can they pull from? Have they ran a Kickstarter campaign before? A lot of times people come to us when they've already been running their Kickstarter campaign. Maybe they've already raised, like let's say Ruse Port came to us when they'd raised 50000 which is essentially what happened with us, even though it was me, I brought Thomas on because Thomas wasn't part of Funded Day at that time. Uh-huh. And so maybe a campaign's raised a little bit of money on their own and then they're like, hey, we'd like to raise more. We're kind of dying now. We're, we're kind of in a, a valley. Help us get back to those peaks. And so they'll come to us midway in the campaign. If they're like that and they've already been successful, chances are they'd qualify. Got it. Got it. And guys, I'll link to all these examples, including the actual campaigns in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 178. Again, forward slash the top 178. Zach, give us a sense of, you, you said you guys make money because you take a percentage. I mean, is that, give us a, I probably don't want to give exact numbers, but uh, what's a range of the percentage you usually take? That also depends on if a project qualifies or not. However successful campaign is, our percentage varies. Now, our percentage is based on a lot of different. Things into what we charge. So, for example, we act as a mini bank or a lender. I was actually just in City Creek today meeting with one of our clients, Joanna from uh, from, uh, Canada. She's invented something called the Evolution Bra. It's the most funded fashion project in Kickstarter history. It passed up Jake Bronstein's 10-year hoodie. Well, with her project... We were t- we were talking about different margins and things and, and how it and how it played out. And she'd been a little successful before she hired us, but she was kind of at that place where it was like, okay, let's see what we can do to bring us on. And so we take a percentage of all the money raised, and we act, and, and to, to reiterate her example, what she said was, I what I loved most is I didn't have twenty thousand dollars in my bank account. I didn't have twenty thousand dollar lines of credit to pay it at the time. And so you guys act, and it was way more than twenty thousand that we spent because we raised her millions. But how much? We raised... How much, no, how much did you spend? How much did you spend? Oh, on that campaign? You're asking the wrong person. Our company's too big, but I can look that up for you too if you wanted. But more or less than 100 grand. Yeah, probably at least 100 grand for okay. sure. Got and it. so think, think about it. Most people probably don't have 100,000 to spend over a 30-day period because we raised her 1.2 uh, million. So yeah. Got it. So you're, you're kind of like a little bank almost. Exactly. And so that's what she talked about. She's like, that was actually the biggest selling point for me because if things work, I want to scale, but I don't have any money to scale. So what yeah. am I going to do? And I yeah. only have, so. And yeah. what did you take in her specific example? What percentage did you guys take? I don't know if she wants to say what we took, but um, 
our standard percentage is 35% across the board. Oh, wow. 35% of total sales. Yeah. But her, she was a little more successful. So I believe hers was probably 30%. Wow, Zach, that, sound, that seems really, really high. I, th- I thought you might, we're going to say like 5% or something. That sounds really high. Again, talking with Joanna, we just, I, I literally just got back an hour ago. I asked her about that. Right now, she says she pays 50 to 60% to be in retail. She's in 700 different locations like Bloomingdale's, places like that, lots of independent shops as well. She pays them 70% to be in Bloomingdale's? 60, 50 to 60%. Oh, so yeah. she sees this as a better deal. Uh, yeah. She's like, honestly, it's an amazing deal. You're covering all my, because co- that covers everything. We're not charging her money for our ad spend too. Everything we spent oh. in there is built into that fee. It's actually really quite affordable. Got it. So you you're also, it. there's also ad spend yeah. built into that 35% of total sales. She has raised some capital and she's raising more capital this year as well. She wants to eventually try to, to sell her company yep. next year. And she said that most companies, if you're looking at investors, like to have 25 to 30% ad spend in terms of what it takes to acquire a customer. So I think our numbers are right in line with what, and that's for successful companies that get bought out. Obviously, customer acquisition is going to get more and more expensive as the months and years go on. So if I create this thing that I want to sell, and if I did, I'm sure it would sell a lot because I hustle like hell, but I come to you and I say, hey, I want to work with you guys. How do you know and to say 35% when you're going to spend ad money up front, but still not know how much is going to actually sell when it goes live? We have what we call a testing period. We call it our due diligence. And during our due diligence stage, which lasts anywhere from one to seven days, we're really quick at it because of our, our massive email lists and our different audiences and all of, I mean, all of the different things that we've been doing for a few years now, we are able to figure out if something works and achieve statistical significance very quickly. Based upon statistical significance, we're able to extrapolate and project going forward 30 to 60 days about how much we're going to raise and we're able Got to it. relay those numbers to our customers. Do people get a network effect advantage when they work with you? In other words, Absolutely. you have lists of people you know buy on Kickstarter. Do you cross promote if people sign up with you? Will you send the electric underwear uh, uh, or will you send the electric bra people an email for the electric underwear client you just signed up? That's not Joanna. Yeah. Uh-huh. All of our clients like that aspect of it because the best backers are Kickstarter and Indiegogo backers because they're yep. familiar with the process. Just like an Amazon backer does good on Amazon and an eBay person does good on eBay. The same thing is true on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And when it comes to that, we have more people that have backed on those two platforms than anybody in the world. How big is your list? How many people? Oh, it's a million strong or more now. Wow. That's, that's, that's impressive. And, yeah. and how, give us some other stats real quick. I'm just going to ask a few. Sure. And you, um, how, how big is the company? How many employees? 31 now. Okay, 31. And you're all, where are you based? There is no particular base. We built our company kind of like 39 Signals, yep. where we're all completely remote. Okay. And but a lot of us are in Salt Lake City. Okay. And in 2015, how much, not how much did you guys raise, help people raise, but how much money revenue wise did you guys make as a company? About 8 million. Okay, about 8 million. And what's your goal for 2016? We'd like to double that. And we think it's very realistic. All of the numbers, and it's not just, we're a very numbers-based company. Like everything we do is statistical significance. And looking at what we did last year, a few simple changes and a couple different things we're going to put in place, we think we'll be able to get there. Describe your ideal client to me. I have a lot of very, very smart people listening. I've had billionaires on the show like Tim Draper. I mean, I have smart people on. They might be thinking about doing a Kickstarter just, and they're going, should I reach out to Zach and work with them? Describe your ideal client. My ideal client is somebody who understands this formula. And we believe this formula, when it's when everything is distilled down to its essence, this is what makes a successful campaign. So my ideal client isn't a client. It's the actual qualifications for a campaign. And it's this ubiquity plus techie cool 
plus compelling chill factor story plus awesome video equals huge chance for success. So let's start from the top. Ubiquity. Is it everywhere? If we talk about the evolution bra, almost every woman in the world wears a bra. It has the ubiquitous element. Okay. Techie cool. It was called an eight in one bra because this is a bra that you can that didn't stink. It had some silver technology or something in it. It can be worn in the office and then taken to the yoga studio. Things like that. See how that's techie and cool? Different yep. than most bras, most likely. And now the story. Well, Joanna's story is pretty cool. She's this serial entrepreneur that's hustles like you. You know, she gets things done, she makes it happen. And it's an exciting story to get behind because look at what she's done. She's competing with all these big people, and yet she's just this one woman show cool story people can get behind it uh, my favorite story that i use all the time is a company called luna wear watches um 72 year old grandfather passes on legacy of watchmaking to grandchildren mm. and it's a watch so people associate this legacy of watchmaking with the watch and add inherent value into this watch which is there's tons of watches on kickstarter stories sell do you ever have to kind of manufacture a story when one doesn't exist when you know you have a hit product I gave a presentation. That's a great question. I gave a presentation at Import Summit last year, and I got asked that question quite a bit. And in fact, I changed my presentation because of it. I said, tell a story. And I crossed out the word tell. And I said, have a story. I think you really got to have a real story. People can see through that. I think it, it, the more genuine, the better. If you don't have a story, you've got to have a good reason for why you came up with that. At what pain point did it solve? We had We have a great example that we talk about all the time. And the guy invented this cool water bottle that Every time he got a headache, he forgot to drink water, and he realized, oh, if I drink water, I won't get a headache. Well, this water bottle reminded him. Well, guess what he does when he goes to Kickstarter? He creates a product just like that, but in his story, he talks about, hey, are you playing indoor soccer? Hey, are you out exercising? Are you out running? You need to drink water. Well, everybody when they exercise and everybody when they run knows to drink water. It's just common sense. Oh, I'm thirsty. I better drink. But when you're at your desk working all day, you don't really think to drink water. And see how he deviated from his true story? Did because it, he did, did that, it, he didn't sell. He interesting. didn't do well, no. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think you got to be true to why you actually created your product and what pain point did it solve and what story. And the more powerful and compelling and chill factor does it get tingles down your spine kind of thing, the more likely people are going to resonate with it and it'll go viral. So, I mean, should you, should, let's say I invented something that if I fell off a cliff, if they're shoes and they help me survive if I fall a thousand feet off a cliff. Do I go throw <laughs> myself off a cliff just to prove the story? And then, you, I mean, seriously, people do this. I mean, I'm dead serious. No one, Zach, will talk about it. We talk about the real shit on the show. People, if they have a hit product, will go put themselves in a desperate situation, allow the product to be the hero so they can live the story, which enables them to tell it more accurately and sell more. I love it. I haven't call heard that on, myself. Call but... bullshit on me if you think I'm making this up. I'm dead serious. People do this. I think they should. Okay. I don't even want it yet. I don't even want to call it on that because I, li I like that idea. Okay. We haven't had anybody personally do that. At least they haven't disclosed that to me. But if you believe in your product enough, why not showcase what it can do? And if Please, they can absolutely do no that, no cliff awesome. jumping top tribe. I want <laughs> millions and millions of users and listeners every day. Don't go jumping off cliffs with shoes. They won't save you. But Zach, if you have a product like that, bring it my way and try to get it funded for you. <laughs> I am a competitive guy. When I do something, I like winning in it. How much would I have to make on a Kickstarter campaign for it to be the best ever? Um, that is a good question. Bullback's travel jacket, which is one of our clients. I always quote this number. I think they did 9.2 uh, million, 9.4 million, somewhere around there. So I have to do 10 fourth, million. That's the fourth most funded. And I don't think that's even close to the best because Pebble did 12 or 13 or 14. I can look that up for you though real quick as well. Okay, 15 million. I'm going to trust me. Mark my words. Within two, within two years, I'm going to do something on Kickstarter and it will raise $15 million. I, 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 this is something that sounds fun to me and it's like a game, which I love. Just left funded today. Be a part of it. And cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, Zach. Hey, if people want to connect with you personally online, where can they do that? 
Uh, Skype is actually, what we're doing right now is probably the easiest way to reach me. Start doing business. All one word, all lowercase. Skype, start doing business. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. There you have it, guys. Okay, Zach, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? I do not. And it, by the way, it looks like you're going to have to do 21 million. Pebble did 20.3 million. Okay, I'll do 21. Easy. All done. Right. What's 5 million? You know, easy. <laughs> okay. Zach, favorite part of the show. It is time for the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I like The E Myth, but I also like David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Great books. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Hmm. Um, I thought about a few. I've been reading a lot about Elon Musk with uh, Tesla right now. I really like what he's doing. Elon Musk. Very good. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? I do like Evernote. We use Google Drive and Google Docs a ton. And okay. does Skype count? We run it our does. entire business on Skype. <laughs> and I think it's the, the way we do Skype. I could give an entire training on how efficient we are on Skype. I love our, even down to our nomenclature, how we manage things and how we run it. I feel like it's very efficient. I think a lot of our clients are surprised at the interaction they get, even though most of them never meet us. Our, our meeting with Joanna today doesn't ha happen very much. So it's cool when we actually meet these clients face to face, but 99% of the time, none of them have ever met us and none of them ever will. I love that. Okay. Number four, you're building an empire, Zach. Yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? You know, I used to not, but be because of the emith, we'll just quote that book again. And I, this isn't my first company that I've built. I've actually built this company with the ability to step out. So I'm not needed as much at Funded Today anymore. And it's been pretty nice because I can kind of do what I want when I want because of all the different good people I have in place that do their jobs better than even I can do it. And what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I am single. Okay. Yep, ladies, how, I'm still available. <laughs> how old are you? 28. Okay. 28. Very good. So last question, take us back eight years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? You know, it's so, and I still struggle with this, but it's the whole college dilemma, right? I got a degree in accounting and I don't regret it, but I, in some ways I do. It's, you know, it's a don't, I feel like you can learn so much on your own and going out and doing is probably the best way to learn. Get with somebody who knows what they're doing, who's a little bit ahead of you, learn as much as you can from them, try to build a business with them. If not, go build your own and just fail fast, fail quick and until you get something right and go with it. Zach, you there? Great, great. Hoping all kinds of people do just that. Yeah, so. great advice. It's all great advice. I will tell you, I've had so many people, so many students email me and say, Nathan, this podcast is more valuable than college. So I can kiss all the colleges that want to sponsor this thing. Goodbye. But it is what it is, right? It works. So I Zach, listened to Russell Brunson and that's how I found you. You know, it was, was it, great, did you enjoy it? Yeah, really. That's why we're talking. I thought it was a really valuable podcast. So very good. Well, it's short. It's sweet. No bullshit. Right to the point. You delivered so, Zach. You have an amazing story, you know, from, from again, getting that accounting degree to growing this business, doing over $8 million last year alone, hopefully doubling in 2016. Zach, thank you for taking us to the top. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, 
Before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed my conversation with Zach today, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. I told you my decision on if we decide to sell Heyo or not.